welcome to the 30th episode of the Skills Factory, talks and ideas about skills from Europe and beyond. This is the podcast series of the European Training Foundation, the European Union agency working on human capital development in EU neighboring countries. Digital platforms are growing in power. They are new marketplaces. They change the world of work and our social and customer behaviors. Interactions via digital platforms are likely to grow in terms of trade and employment. Digital platform work is when an individual offers services to another individual or company and platforms match these two as intermediary using matching algorithm based on artificial intelligence. For example, Uber, Just Eat or Deliver. The ETF observes those changes from the perspective of work and skills. So what will the future of work look like? In this episode, we explore the disruptive forces reshaping the nature of work and the implications for individuals, businesses, and society as a whole. Let me introduce our very special guests for this discussion. Vili Ledonvirta from Oxford University and the author of the book Cloud Empires, how digital platforms are overtaking the state and how we can regain control. Welcome, Vili, and thanks for joining. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Maria. Pleasure to be here. Ivona Ganko from the European Training Foundation. Welcome, Ivona. Hello, Maria. Hello, Vili. The labor market of the future will offer mostly short-term contracts of freelance work. True or false? False. Platform work exacerbates economic inequality by concentrating wealth and power in the hands of platform owners. True or false? True, unless we do something about it. Partially true, so we have the power to do something about this. Artificial intelligence will impact the labor market more than any other technological tool ever invented. False. Even the washing machine may end up having had a bigger effect. Agree. False. So, William, in your book, Cloud Empires, you explore how digital platforms overtaking the world. Uh, how will it impact traditional employment and what role do you believe digital platforms will play in the future labor markets? Thank you, Maria. Well, in Cloud Empires, I focus a lot on platforms that match workers and employers in different countries and enable people to work remotely. And in that sense, one of the big impacts that these platforms have is expanding the geographic scope of labor markets, because labor markets traditionally are very local. But in a world of digital platforms and remote work, uh, labor markets can increasingly be delocal, which means that workers and employers can be located in different cities, even different countries. So this is one impact. Another impact is that even on a more local level for physically delivered work, platforms can expand the scope of people who are included in labor markets. So there can be an inclusion effect when the entry barriers to work are reduced. So for instance, uh, first and second generation immigrants who may find it difficult to enter labor markets in conventional employment, we can see them finding employment through platforms. And the biggest impact on labor markets that both kinds of platforms have is that increasingly then the rules of the labor markets are being set by the technology companies that design these platforms. 
everything you mentioned, it seems to be quite positive. So removing the barriers, um, labor market becoming more international, opportunities for migrants, everything seems so positive. Are there any negatives? Well, because the rules are being set by these technology companies to a large extent, and not by publicly elected officials, for instance, the kinds of protections and safeguards that the platform work offers for workers is often not at a level that uh, we are used to. Basically, we see many different kinds of outcomes for workers in our research uh, from this sort of platform work. Some benefit a lot. Uh, They gain the freedom to choose their own hours, a lot of task variety. They can choose interesting uh, tasks. They have a lot of autonomy in how they conduct the work. But at the same time, we also see lots of people suffering from having to be constantly on call, waiting for gigs without pay, repetitive tasks, lack of autonomy, being told by an algorithm what to do and so on. On the one hand, we see that platform-based labor markets are sort of removing the ceilings that prevented some people from obtaining higher job quality, but at the same time also taking away the floors that ensured some kind of a minimum job quality for others. Outcomes are very diverse compared to traditional labor markets, which are more regulated, so people are less subject to market forces and have have more sort of guarantees, but also to some extent more constraints. That's not to say it's a complete wild west. So a lot of the platforms I've studied, for instance, they have things like minimum wages. Um, They have things like dispute resolution processes when if workers complain about a client's conduct. So the platforms do have an interest to an extent in ensuring that the workforce remains uh, reasonably motivated and functional, but it's not the same protections that we are used to. That's what I meant by, you know, in cloud empires, when I talk about how digital platforms are overtaking the state, that's what it means. They are increasingly setting the rules and not traditional governments. Are the platforms also strong in EU neighboring countries? Are they developing as fast as in the rest of the world? I would say that yes, and I can confirm the words of uh, Vili in our research. The European Training Foundation has conducted a research in um, Eastern Partnership countries between uh, 2020 and 2021. And last year, we completed a research in the six uh, Western Balkan countries. We can see a very strong development and platformization of the economy. We see also quite an important impact in some of the countries, particularly in Serbia and before also in Ukraine, that platforms are actually overtaking many of the workers. So we thought that in EU neighboring countries, when a platform enter would give many opportunities in terms of access to jobs, in terms of skills development as well. And this is happening. We looked from a wage perspective and working conditions as well. And this is also happening because, of course, in the EU neighboring countries, people have less to lose because the social protection is not that strong. So there are many opportunities that we are seeing, but we also see a strong polarizations. 
from a skills perspective, we see a huge share of uh, high-skilled workers finding opportunities and then low-skilled workers as well. That We are saying that those are more low-skilled jobs, but not necessarily low-skilled workers. For example, um, delivering services like uh, ride-hailing. And at the same time, what we see, despite uh, all the opportunities that platforms are giving, there are also many challenges. And uh, those uh, challenges are also linked, mirroring labor market segmentation from traditional labor markets. So, for example, in terms of uh, gender equality, this is something that we say that in terms of access and uh, pay, we are observing the same segmentation. So I would say that uh, we see uh, the same trends as, for example, in EU member states or more developed uh, countries. But at the same time, what I need to underline that in the EU neighborhood, when we did a survey uh, among stakeholders, platforms are seen as a great opportunity and they are seen very positively. Ivona, you mentioned the gender equality issue for platform work. Is gender balance met by platform workers or it copies the traditional labor market and platform workers are predominantly male? In our investigation, comes out that 90% of uh, workers on location platform like uh, ride hailing or delivery uh, services are uh, males. Uh, when it comes to, for example, more creative uh, industry and uh, writing professions, uh, translation, there we see more women, but they are still not overtaking uh, males. Ukraine was here a good example because here there was a bit more gender balance. But at the same time, what I need to underline when it comes to gender equality is also uh, the issue of uh, pay. So workers are requesting a certain amount of pay from other service providers. And uh, women tend to request uh, lower pay than uh, males. So at the same time, of course, because trying to get a job, you need to compete on the labor market. So this is also the issue of mirroring what is happening in traditional labor market. Ivona, those are really interesting findings from your research. On the issue of pay, I've also seen some other research uh, find the same thing, that women are requesting lower wages on platforms than men are, which obviously mirrors something that we see in conventional labor markets. But this uh, research also suggests that then women are possibly, in some occupations at least, then more successful at actually getting jobs. So they waste less time on bidding for jobs, whereas men are following a sort of high-risk, high-reward strategy where you're bidding very high and a lot of the time you're not getting any work. So a lot of the time you're just sitting there unpaid trying to get work, whereas women are sort of setting the target wage a bit lower, but then being more, more assured of actually being gainfully employed, which I think is an interesting difference in strategies. And I think research is yet to show which one actually pays off more in the long term. But I've also seen in our research that um, overall participation online remote platform work across many countries is surprisingly gender equal. So there's quite a lot of female participation 
And some other research suggests that, you know, one reason for that is platform work allows women and also some other marginalized groups, people with disabilities, sexual minorities to actually access work through a platform where a lot of these factors are not so much an issue than finding traditional employment. And women who are expected to take up a lot of care obligations also in the household, whether caring for children or caring for elderly relatives, and for that reason are unable to leave the home for long periods of time, may also find remote work easier to take up. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, then, you know, that this platform makes the gendered, unequal gendered distribution of household labor more sustainable in a way for the women because it allows them to kind of combine work and family more easily. Still doing two jobs though, eh? <laughs> exactly, still doing two jobs. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, we can debate that. But it seems for this kind of reasons, platform work actually does have an inclusion effect. Having said that, in our data, I can also see that the same as you, Ivona, which is that there's a lot of occupational gender segregation, meaning that men are doing a lot of the tech work and then women are doing a lot of the translation work and so on. Really, as far as you know, there is no biases in the algorithms of platform that would benefit male for certain type of jobs. So they will not get better or bigger offers from the platform just because they are men. I don't have an answer to that question. It's a very complicated thing to study. The selection of people into opportunities, the platforms is quite a complicated process that involves algorithmic ranking and prioritization, as well as human choice and agency, both in terms of how the workers choose to present themselves and also in how the employers uh, choose to evaluate workers. And at, in all these three ways, the algorithm, the worker and the employer, uh, gendered differences and discrimination can enter the picture, but it, it's difficult to ascertain where it enters the picture and to what extent. Thank you, Willy. Some very interesting points there, actually. It's a real broad subject with so much information to analyze and discuss. That's why we had decided to ask our two knowledgeable speakers to come back and carry on this discussion during our next episode, where we'll focus more on the impact of artificial intelligence on platform work. Thank you, Vili, so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Maria. And thanks a lot, Ivona. Thank you very much for the very interesting conversation. We are looking forward to deepening our discussion with our speakers in the next episode. But for now, Thanks to all our listeners for joining us today and stay tuned because there is much more to come. Goodbye.